Welcome to Make a Baby with Hashimoto's, where we will chat all things Hashimoto's and baby making. I'm Chelsea, registered dietitian and spiritual healer. I'm also a Hashimoto's warrior and mom of one. And I'm Morgan. I'm a registered nurse, fellow Hashimoto's warrior, and a new mom of one as well. And we're so excited to help guide you through this amazing journey. Let's Let's make a baby. All right. Well, welcome back to an episode of Make a Baby with Hashimoto's. Um, I've got Chelsea here with me and we're talking about our babies and sweet Ellie is going through some teething time right now. Mm -hmm. And I was just asking Chelsea, you know, how she was doing and what that's been like for you. Cause this is, is this her first tooth? Yeah. Are these the first ones to through. Mm-hmm. Wow. So first tooth. already has two teeth. So I was like, holy moly. I thought yeah. she had teeth already. Nope. We're late yeah. bloomers, but it's to be expected. She yeah, was born early and, yeah. you know, we just like to keep mama on her toes at all times. <laughs> um, but so she, this tooth has been like at the edge of her gums for probably about like three weeks now. Yeah. And this weekend it like broke it I think it broke through I don't know it's felt this now it definitely is broken through as of today but um it's been so hard on her she is not herself she is this like loving light like she is hilarious she'll like cover my eyes and play peekaboo with me like doing it herself like she's like a cute happy kid she loves to nap she doesn't cuddle very much but like like I don't know. And and lately she has just been crying nonstop. She has had horrible like diarrhea. I don't know what's going on. And she has a horrible diaper rash, which she's never had before. And, you know, we're being proactive, but I have all the stuff I was, yeah. you know, from you're like my registry, yeah. <laughs> but it's so bad. I've never, like, it has to be so uncomfortable. She, anytime we lay her down on the to change her diaper she's like screaming yeah and so like I gave her a bath last night I did a breast milk bath because I have so much breast milk left that I can't give her unfortunately I was on a medication that she couldn't talk like it was an antibiotic and it like her stomach like the it was okay for her to ingest it wasn't a big deal but at the time it just wasn't anyway it doesn't matter yeah um and it's a little better today but poor thing is just like not doing the best <laughs> yeah and it's so hard to see them like, when they're just uncomfortable and like upset and you there's really like not much you can do to like fix that there's no immediate fix for that yeah and like literally just, like, nothing you can do them, like comfort yeah and there's nothing you can do and like Ugh. she's not even when I provide comfort she's not comfortable so it's yeah. like I'm yeah. hugging her and You're she's like, like get yeah. And yeah. It's, I just have to like let her sit and cry sometimes. And then, you know, she's having these stomach issues, which everyone I talk to says, oh, my baby had that too. And they were teething. But when you like Google it, because of course I'm Googling things, um, they're like, no, if your baby has diarrhea, it's something completely separate. And I'm like, well, crapola granola, I have to like bring her to the doctor now. Like I, I hear yeah. I am thinking I'm like doing the right thing. I'm like, not freaking out. <laughs> like, yeah, I think I remember them saying that like diaper rashes and like changing their like bowel movements or like stool was like normal when teething. Maybe, I've always heard that. That's what I've heard from like other humans, but yeah. the internet 
is saying otherwise. Dr. Google, it's not. I know. I I gotta learn my lesson. But I think today she woke. So like yesterday, she Mm -hmm. woke up hysterically crying and pretty much cried all day except for like two hours. And I ended up having to give her some um, like baby Motrin or Tylenol or whatever. It's like the little remedies one. Yeah. um, Which I love. And we've used it um, a few times previously when, when she had COVID and as well, when Abe had COVID. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, like, I just felt, I didn't know what else I've tried all the holistic stuff, all the washcloths and the, the freezer, giving yeah. her popsicles. Like we're doing it all. It's just this poor girl. She woke up hysterically crying yesterday. I swear. Maybe there was like an hour or two besides her napping that she wasn't crying. It's just so sad, little peanut, like hysterical all day, and I'm crying because like she's crying. And yeah. I was touched out too because she was just on me, but like kept pushing. Like I couldn't make her happy, and yeah. um, it was just a rough day. But today she seems a little higher spirit. She hasn't cried, knock on wood, um, and she's been down for almost two and a half hours in uh-huh. her first nap. So <laughs> yesterday wore her out. Yeah, it was rough. I'll, I'll never forget when Abe's two teeth popped through. I was like, wow, these, they're so sharp, the teeth. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know why this shit hurts. Like, they're so sharp. And I, I don't know why that surprised me, but I was like, well, duh, they're like busting through their gums. Of course they're going to be sharp. Yeah. But they really were at first. I feel like they're not as bad now, but yeah. Well, that's because it's kind of like... <laughs> dog's nails right like they got to go on the concrete to like file them down like they got to eat like Like, they're new and fresh sharp little things and yeah yeah. it's just wild she just looks I can't picture her with teeth so like this one little it's like barely out like you could just Mm -hmm. see the little white top yeah and it's like I'm like, I can't, I still can't picture her with teeth. Like, can mm-hmm. you, I know Abe has teeth, which is wonderful, yeah. but it's, I don't know. This whole it's thing is really wild. cute when they pop through. Like at first I felt the same way. I was like, you with teeth or like, I felt like he was early to getting teeth, mm-hmm. but yeah. Like now I look at him and I'm like, oh, your two little front and bottom teeth are so cute. Like when he mm-hmm. smiles, you can see him. He's so, so cute. Oh, babies. And, I love uh, him. It's like, so you guys asked us to talk more about like life after <laughs> after having- pregnancy um and having a baby and the things you go through so we're kind of just like gonna talk life. about real life yeah and more you know we'll obviously do a lot of educational stuff too but you know a few episodes here and there we're going to talk about what's actually going on in our lives and how we navigate it so hopefully that helps you navigate it because this is hard like i am stressed and i'm i you know hashimoto's and stress is a really correlated subject (laughs) and this is like a whole new level because not only are you stressed because you're in a stressful environment but like you're stressed because like you can't help this human and like you feel it before and like it's all new territory and you're learning just like they're learning you're going through it just like Mm -hmm. they are and I feel like you try all these different things and yeah it is stressful like you you worry about them obviously there are babies Mm -hmm. but finding like what works sometimes is hard and it's a lot of trial and error and like sometimes it's frustrating and I know like I've talked with Chelsea about like 
how to like almost, I don't want to say like remove myself from sometimes like being mom, but like going away and like Mm -hmm. putting time into myself. And I think that alone would help me lower my stress, like lower, just feeling like almost anxious with things that are going on with aid or like how I, I don't know, sometimes things are he's not always happy, like routine. We maybe have a night where he doesn't sleep well. And like having dad around to like, here, the baby's yours tonight. Yeah. And I, trust, I know like you guys have that like worked out. I feel like, like to a T like where you're like, we have mm-hmm. a schedule and Casey and I are still like trying to like figure that out and like make it to where it works for us. Um, but like, that's something I've been trying to do is making time, like alone time for me to yeah. get away. It's so important. And especially when you're going through these like weird, stressful moments, because it's not just teeth guys. It's like their stomach hurts or like (laughs) they have a rash or whatever it is. There's lots of times where your child is not going to act like themselves and you have like no idea what they have to do because who does. And this is where even last night I had a meeting that I, I just straight up was like, there's no way I need time alone. Like I can't use my brain. I need to be able to just decompress. And what did I do? I sat in my bed, I ate a bag of chips and I watched Gilmore girls. And it was just an amazing night. Um, because Bobby wasn't home. He was doing his extracurricular sports that he does. Um, and you know, it was normally we would, we have a schedule, but there's obviously random nights where, I allow him to go out. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you know, he, he has a life too. Yeah. And so like, I don't mind doing, so let me rewind. So Morgan brought up that I, we have our schedule down to a T and this is something we have worked really hard on this year because even before I gave birth, while I was pregnant, I had a lot of honest conversations with Bobby because I was depressed. I was very overwhelmed and I was not prepared. Like mentally, I couldn't accept the fact of the responsibilities that came with it. And I know myself very well in that I will try and do it all because I know I'm, I know, or I think I'm capable and I should be able to look at all these moms, single moms, all these people doing everything themselves. I should be able to do everything and not expect help. And I know realistically that's not true and it takes an army truly to have a family and I talked about a lot of these fears and the things that were happening in my head with Bobby and we came up with uh I guess you would call it a schedule that kind of works for us because I am home most of the time with the baby um but I also am an introvert And I enjoy being, I fuel up by being alone. So my energy levels are at empty when I am with Ellie all day. Now, I love being with Ellie all day. I don't mind it at all, but it's more, I need time to like recharge, but I also have to work. I work a lot at night or in the evenings or while she's napping, or I have a few hours of daycare during the week with family. So it's really like, I need time for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. because if I'm working in all my free time, when do I get a break? Cause right. I, I like to sleep. So 
getting up early is not an option for me. And I enjoy spending time watching TV before bed with Bobby. So like, when am I alone? So when Bobby comes home from work, you know, he does what he has to do because every man I feel like goes to the bathroom for 900 minutes after they come home from work. Um, So that's just a little tidbit. And then Bobby is on nighttime duty, meaning he does bath time with Ellie. He gives her her um, last sippy cup of like whatever milk we're doing. He'll play with her and he puts her to sleep. Now I'm there nine times out of 10, just like hanging out, coming in and out. I say goodnight to her. I play with them, but sometimes I'm not. (laughs) And there's no expectation that I have to do that. And that's the beauty of that's when I get to like refill and like sit alone and like do what I need to do. And having those conversations about what was happening in my head and the expectations I was putting on myself was really important because that gave Bobby the opportunity to be like, hey, I work all day and I don't get to spend time with her. Yeah. And I want to, what, where can I step in to help you? Mm-hmm. And so actually also he gives her her morning. She's still on one bottle a day. Cause there's so much formula. Cause I like hoarded it like an idiot and I regret it. And I feel so bad about it. Um, and I did give a few cans away. So she's still on one bottle a day. Um, and he gets up with her in the morning too. So he puts her to sleep and then she chugs her bottle in like yeah, 10 minutes in the morning yeah. yes and then I step in and then you know he goes to work and it's just what has worked really well for us and that may not work for you but I'll be damned if anyone is like like he wants to do it like he yeah. volunteers and he's just such a good dad um and but that would have not this schedule would have never happened if I didn't ask or share what was happening inside my head and the expectations I was putting on myself. Yeah. And see, I feel like I, I have trouble like asking for help. And I, I just like assume in my head that like, Oh, I'll do this and I'll do that. And like, I just want to do it all. Like that's, I don't know. I have trouble asking for help. Like that's just what it comes down to. And anytime I've ever asked Casey for help, he's like, of course, like Mm -hmm. whatever you need. And it's just, it literally comes down to me asking him for help. And like Chelsea and I have talked about this before. And she's like, you know, if you asked him like to have, like schedule it out, like make it to where there's two nights a week where he does like bedtime routine with Abe. And I didn't even have to say anything to him. We were talking about like, this is weird. He did he have like the room like bugged or something? Cause that <laughs> night he came home and he was like, Hey, like I was gone all last weekend. He does like, he hunts on the weekend. So like, that's his man time. And that's totally cool. But like, I think he had the realization that I was gone all weekend and like Mo had the baby and like, what, when can I like help you give you some like you time alone? And yeah. literally he said that. And I was like, well, it's really crazy. Cause I was going to talk to you about this tonight anyway. So we did like over the weekend, we, he was like Saturday and Sunday, like, let me take Abe like for the afternoon and like, you just have time to yourself. And we talked about like making it, um, more like a priority, like a few days throughout the mm-hmm. week like for him to take over nighttime routines, him doing morning routines isn't realistic for us just because he leaves for work so early, like Abe's still asleep. So, yeah. you know, that's our compromise, but it, it's, it's working. It's been, yeah. working, you know, and it's just, it boils down to me asking for help. Yeah. Because if I assume, then, you know, 
that's how that goes. <laughs> first of all, I'm really proud of you. And I'm happy you guys are doing that because it's a game changer. Because yeah. if we all know, I'm circling it back to relating to Hashimoto's is women with Hashimoto's are typically empaths. And we are typically, not everyone, perfectionists, high performing, need to be in control type of people. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to be mean. And I hopefully you know this about yourself already, but it is very common to have an autoimmune condition with that type of personality. And there's nothing wrong with it. And I think that we we think we have to do everything ourselves. And this is one of the things I talk about a lot while investing in yourself, whether it be a coach or a therapist or whatever, a program, whatever it is, even a program for like you would invest in a program for your child, but you won't invest for yourself. And whether it's time, money or energy, whatever it is, whatever you're investing. And it it just goes back to like, we need help. And once I feel like we can wrap our head around that aspect of being a parent or going through a healing journey, it makes it a lot easier to understand like why you think the things you think and why you do the things you do and why you need help. Mm -hmm. And putting down like the guilt associated with asking for help Mm -hmm. because that was hard for me. Like I, it's like a mom guilt, but also just like even family, not just like with Casey, but like family asking them to help like watch Abe. Sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm asking too much of them, but yeah. nine times out of 10, they're like, absolutely. We'd love to watch him. Like they, they don't mind most, yeah. of the time, you know, but I have this, like, it's basically a false narrative I've created in my head around this idea that, you know, people don't want to help me if I ask for help which is, it's untrue. So trying to like unlearn that in my head is, it's a, it's a work in progress, but it's happening. So I'm sure it's something that a lot of people are like, yep, that's me. I feel ya as they're sitting there crying in the target parking lot because their child (laughs) like won't behave, you know, and I feel that in my core, but it's more, it almost is like, I don't even think it's this narrative that you feel that people won't want to help. I think it's more that you feel like you have to be able to do it all. Yeah. And that's, it's most definitely part of it. Yeah. Like I know for me, I have a history of just like keeping it all in and everything gets done and like perfectly because you know, that's us. <laughs> yeah. Like a, there's nothing below that. Like I don't yeah. operate that way, but I'm catching these moments where I'm like, I'll just do it because I'll do it better. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that does not matter in a relationship or in yeah. family. Yeah. And I keep having to remind myself that it doesn't have to be better. It has to be done. Mm-hmm. And that's something I also teach in the Hashimoto's method and with our one-on-one clients and everything is that I don't like B minus effort. Like it doesn't have to be an A all the time. Like you're allowed to just like do the bare minimum and get it done and check it off your list. I don't care how you, I always say, I don't care how you do it. All of those things that are on my list are repeating things like cleaning the house or like, you know, just simple shit around my house Mm -hmm. that, yeah, it doesn't have to be A plus work. Like it just has to get done. 
So whether like Casey does it his way or, and it's not done how, like, I think it should be done. It's still done. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. It's still done. And I'm still like appreciative that it's done, Mm -hmm. but it's like letting go of the control and the control freak inside of me. And like, that's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. I'll, I'm being very honest. Like that's hard for me to let go of that. Um, but often like when I catch myself, when I have like let go and like someone else takes the reins, like, Oh, what a big sigh of relief it has been. Or like, I just feel like, Oh, that was so nice that like, I didn't have to like worry about that basically. Yeah. Yeah. I also think it depends on what your love language is too, Mm -hmm. because Bobby and I had this open, like this huge open conversation, um, this past weekend about Mm -hmm. he, you know, he sometimes feels like I don't appreciate some of the things he does because I'm not sitting there being like, you're my knight in shining armor. You clean the dishes. I'm so happy, you know, because for me, that's just something that should get done. It doesn't mean love to me. That's not, Mm -hmm. but for him, he thinks, yeah, yeah, he thinks he's gifting me this like huge thing. And so I, (laughs) (laughs) it's literally verbatim what he said. He's like, here I am thinking you're going to come down the stairs and be like my knight. take me you know and I'm like no but now that I know that you're doing these things because you think it means love I will obviously acknowledge it so much more here I am thinking like cool you did the dishes I'm gonna go get a snack yeah yeah whatever um or like oh he made the bed Mm. so not only did not he didn't just make the bed he we sleep with separate blankets because I need a cozy and he needs to be cold. And so, but the blanket he sleeps with is like the pretty one that goes over and I like it made, but he won't straighten out my cozy blanket. He'll just put it over it. But he thinks in his head, he goes, I literally think I I try and make the bed every morning because I know it makes you happy, but you never say anything. And I was like, because you don't make the bed. I still have to make my side of the bed. And he's like, like, having these conversations, but also I needed the realization that mm-hmm. like his love, like our love languages are a little different mm-hmm. and I need to meet him where he is at and he needs to meet me where I'm at. Yeah. And it's the and same. Like how men think is like totally <laughs> different than how women think it really is. Like I can't, their version of clean in their head is probably not the yeah. same for us, but like it's okay that's just how they're wired yeah they're and not wired. everyone yeah not everyone I'm not gonna generalize. I think, yeah but not everyone but, but it's I think what it boils down to mm-hmm. right is if you're on a Hashimoto's healing journey and you're a new mama or if you're a new mama in general or whatever it is you need to communicate your wants and needs your thoughts mm-hmm. what you're thinking how you're thinking with someone yeah a therapist, your spouse, your family, a friend, someone that can give you lo- like bring you back logic yeah. and help yeah. you see that there's only 24 hours in a day and you're only one person. You cannot do everything. It's okay to ask for help. And it's also you have usually, not usually, but if you have a spouse and you've had a kid together, they can do stuff that's not like, oh my God, look, he's being an amazing dad because he changed your diaper. Like, hell no, he's just being a parent. Yeah. And like, like I think too, it's okay that like how they want to do things might be different than like how you had an idea in your head. Like mm-hmm. not everything's going to be 
how you imagine it or foresee it being. But I think, you know, like you said, talking to someone, whoever it be, let them kind of bring you back down to earth and like be able to express your emotions and your needs to the people that, you know, are around you. I think that's healthy in general, you know? Yeah. And it's, I think I find that a lot of women with Hashimoto's have a lot happening in their brain because there's a lot of things you want to check off during your day Mm -hmm. that like help you feel as good as possible. And then you add on two other humans, maybe even more, if you have more people in your family or in your home that you have to worry about. And if you don't get some of that out and off your plate or just like talk about it, Mm-hmm. It, it's it, impossible it's mm-hmm. impossible to do it and it starts to feel very overwhelming and yeah. I think that adds to that stress factor with the Hashimoto's which we all know we've talked about that stress just can like wreak havoc on you know everything your physical well-being your emotional well-being and any way that you can I think reduce your stress or just help get some of those emotions out um, I think that you will see that you start to feel just a little bit lighter. That's how I always describe it. I just feel lighter when I'm able to get those things out or, or talk with someone about what's like, what I've been thinking about in my head that really is like consuming me. So, yeah, yeah. I'll never forget in the beginning. So I had a Mm C-section and I couldn't lift Ellie for a few weeks. So like I could feed her, but I couldn't like get her out of the bassinet. And originally the whole plan was that she would be on my side of the bed so I can just like get her out and pop her on the boob and whatever. And we quickly realized that wasn't realistic because the way the bed is and the nights, it it just wasn't realistic. So we moved her onto Bobby's side, which was fabulous. But then when we ended up moving her into her own room, I had the monitor Mm-hmm. And I would stay up all night and watch her. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. Mm-hmm. I would literally like shut my eyes, be so tired, but like, oh my God, she's not breathing. Like, oh my God, something's happening. And that I knew. If they're breathing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that I knew, A, with the, the baby blues and postpartum depression and everything, like that's just not healthy. But also like, that's just not healthy. Like, it's just not a normal it is a normal reaction to some extent but like I need to take care of myself and that morning I straight up said Bobby I need you to take the monitor at night because I I can hear her don't get me wrong he sleeps I don't know how he sleeps through her crying (laughs) I wake up I'm a very light sleeper so I wake up every time and that's fine but like I will stare at it and even to this day when I have it it's right next to me on and I look at it and that helped me so much be able to just like sleep and know that like there's another person I trust watching her that like and I'll still wake up I just won't be staring I can't stare at the screen um and he was just like of course like no big like yeah I'll take it yeah it's not a big deal at all and (laughs) that I would say that was like the day I realized like Oh, if you're gonna do like, like it open up the whole doors where I'm like, if you're gonna do that, can you do this? Like, <laughs> yeah, <some> more to- <laughs> <laughs> like in my head, I think I have to do it all. So yeah, it really just works. I have found in my experience, the more honest and open, 
open I am with my emotions, with how what's happening in my head, listening to the way I'm speaking to myself, about myself, about Bobby, about Ellie, about anyone, and like sharing it when it's not necessarily like a good thing has been more helpful on this parent parenting with Hashimoto's journey than anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and there's, you know, there's two people involved for, in both of our situations and, you know, our significant others, you can't, they can't read your mind. They don't always know what's going on in your head and like letting them have a little insight. Yeah. I don't know if they want to. <laughs> I don't want them. Yeah. <laughs> like, but just letting them in a little bit on how you're feeling. I think they realize, oh, okay. You know, this is when I can step in and do something. And I think that's, yeah, it's been helpful for me at least. Yeah. But. Bobby always listens to Podfathers and then we'll stop yeah. rambling on about this, but he listens to Podfathers, which is like the bar stools employees, I guess that are dads. I don't know. I don't listen to it. But they talk about this stuff. Like how can you help your wife? How can you help a new mom? How can you help through this? And they like talk about their experiences and that has been also really helpful for Bobby, I think, because oh, he yeah. he always is like, oh, you know what I heard on Podfathers today? I'm going to start doing this so that way you don't have to do whatever. Or, oh, I heard that like when they're teething, we should do this instead of that. And I'm like, oh, quite cool. Like have fun. Yeah, and that it. he gets excited about, which I know it, it may not be common. And I think we definitely have really great guys. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hope you, whoever's listening to this does too. And if not, let's find you one because yeah. you deserve it. But he like wants to be involved. He, he, wants to come up with the ideas like he feels like the knight in shining armor like the stallion he is when imagine he actually listened to this and he heard me complimenting him oh my gosh how embarrassing um (laughs) he doesn't listen to my stuff guys doesn't have an instagram doesn't have facebook annoying but anyway um (laughs) he he like what like he wants to be the savior sometimes not all the time but sometimes and it's just like a really nice that has been a really great resource for him to learn but also like get advice on how to help me mm-hmm. which yeah. has been nice yeah that is nice yeah. I'll recommend Casey that podcast to him yeah because... tell him to start from the beginning I think they started in like 2014 oh dang they've been going for a while now yeah i don't know if it's new i don't know i don't know anything mm-hmm. about it all i know is that he's like oh on podfathers today i heard <laughs> that like you like women think this is that true and i'm like yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're like keep listening to this podcast it's great <laughs> i'm like literally that's what happened inside my brain someone's listening have fun yeah. Yeah. Do what you gotta do um but yeah it's been great but anyway i know like we covered a lot of topics but i think at the end of the day you have to ask for help is like the theme yeah of this conversation so <laughs> and well, just find yourself someone to talk to ask for help don't be ashamed you can't do it all and it's okay for someone to take over some of those duties for sure so, but 
We would love if you guys left a review for us. Tell us if you resonate with this episode. Um, maybe it hit home for some, some of you or you have questions on how to ask for help. Um, we have both have Instagram pages. You can find us on social medias and in the Hashimoto's Method. And yeah, if you guys would love just to leave us a review. We would love to hear your feedback. Thank you. But we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Guys.